you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Hey y'all. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number eight. And last time we left off, we got through the first half of Novaria and an interesting discussion, at least I thought interesting discussion, on the nature of space capitalism. Uh, so let's go ahead and pick up where we left off here. Uh, you got to the garage and you're on your way to peak 15 and let's find out what happens at the peak. Shepherding crew arrive at the garage only to find a Geth ambush. After dispatching the synthetics, they commandeer a Mako and drive up the trail to peak 15, shooting Geth along the way. They arrive in a disaster zone and strange bug-like creatures with tentacles attack them. Shepard and team work to restore the power, the landline, and the fuel lines, along with a VI named Mira. Mira refuses to explain what the bug creatures are because it is a corporate secret. They take the now active tram to Rift Station. The hot labs are sealed off, so they head up the other elevator and meet with Captain Ventralis of the ERCS and the other survivors. He confirms Benetia is in the hot labs. Shepard meets with Han Olar, the Volus who survived the initial attack. The stout alien is the first to identify the creatures as Rachni, is clearly suffering for his encounters. Shepard is free to choose a route into the hot labs, either through the secure area or by trading a cure with a doctor for access. They finally encounter Benetzia. She interrogates her daughter Liara briefly if Liara is present. Then the Geth attack. Shepard and squad defeat the Geth, then Benetzia explains that she has been indoctrinated by Saren. She mentions that his ship Sovereign has power and then loses control. Shepard defeats her, only to discover that Binary Helix had captured a Rachni Queen. Shepard is forced to choose whether to let the Rachni live or doom them to extinction. Shepard and team then fight their way out through the remaining Rachni and return to the Normandy. All right. There's a lot. There was. Also, when you mentioned uh, space capitalism, I have a weird idea. Do they use space cryptocurrency now? Is that is, <laughs> is that what we're using in the future? Space Doge. Oh, God. Space Doge. <laughs> that's what, like, that's the part they don't talk about. Like, they, they don't talk too much about Earth in, like, the late 21st century in the Mass Effect lore, but that was all, like, Eon got the Doge into space, and then he uh, uploaded himself into an AI frame, and then that's part of how AIs became illegal. There's, like, a whole thing, anyway. <laughs> you can find my Tumblr. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this game does need more doge though every game All does. The doge. yes so where where do we want to start do we want to do we want to start from the the beginning or do we want to get into the heavy stuff and then work our way backwards i mean let's um, I, you know um it was a fun ride up the peak i guess i don't know yeah it was kind of uh, fun it was very interesting going through all the uh tunnels to peak 15 but still was wondering i'm on that wrong ride like where's peaks 1 through 14 like i feel like there's got to be other peaks here i feel like it's a straight shot really not a very long road i know i should like 
hold my expectations because it's a video game, but kind of like to see other paths that are blocked off or something. It's possible that it just works out that Peak 15 is like right next to the station, which is unfortunate given the, the events of Peak 15. But yeah, that does seem a little bit odd that, that you would have like the central the central city there and then yeah, you just take a, a, a ride up the up the mountain to, to Peak 15. I, I assume that either there's many garages or that you only see the small part of the garage that gets you on the road to Peak 15. Oh, that's also true. That's yeah. also true. I will say one nice thing. Once you get to that first area that gets you on the trams, one nice thing is when I played this last year uh, on the old versions of Mass Effect, because I'm using an AMD CPU, they do not have an old technology that was around when the Mass Effect originally came out. So when I first get in there, all my characters became just giant black squares. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, why did we all become boxes? What? Like it was like everything looks super weird. Like weird? I can't figure out. Like, I I look at them like, okay, all my guys are black. That sounded wrong. I bet they're all black boxes. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there was a big thread. They're like, yeah. Uh, when AMD, they switched their thing over, they didn't add this like certain process, but Intel still, for some reason, keeps it on there. So if you're using an Intel, you don't have the issue. And to get over there, you have to go into like the console controls and go turn off shaders and these other like like glow values. And so it makes everything super ugly. Like the black boxes. Only in that one part of Mass Effect 1. Just that part, just Novaria. No other part Is it has like I, all of Novaria or just, just like the, um, you get to pick peak 15 part. Once you get to the, the tram and peak 15 until you get out of the hot stations and back of Novaria, then you can huh. turn it back off. It's strange, but now like, it was really nice. This time I go through, I'm like, Oh, everything doesn't look weird. This is what this place looks. It looks really nice. They're well, shady they, and shadows. It, Yes, they also did a really nice job touching up the whole thing, like including the drive up and, and like the tram and stuff. It looks a lot, just a lot better. Yeah, I, had a lot, I, had, I didn't have too much, trouble, too much trouble with the driving and stuff with the new Mako and it's a pretty uneventful thing. Go up there, kill some Geth, get out there and go and fight them for the get on the tram station. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Geth... At this point, we're used to fighting the Geth. They're, they're, I mean, and we, we know that the whole reason we're here is because of Geth sightings. So their, their ambush and, and subsequent appearance is no surprise. But the Rachni, when they show up, I find it fascinating that of the three planets you go to after the Citadel, like when you get, these are your three leads. Like the one is go get Liara. That's literally all that there is. It's like, go get Liara, fight a Krogan, call it a day. But here in Pharos, you've got a zombie invasion, basically, and then a bug invasion. Like, it, and, and the way that they're done, it feels very much like they're going for almost like a, a horror vibe with, like, the two of them. Like, you're not, not like full Resident Evil, so to say, but they're definitely going for, uh, you know, we kind of want you to, you know, we, we want you to be a little bit creeped out by this. Well, considering the, the, the actual facts of Mass Effect, the entire game is like the... In the background, there is a horror vibe in the background for what's happening to the galaxy. It is yeah. terrifying. You, you, you've got meat on a computer board. That's horror right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
There is there is kind of an undercurrent, especially in this game, I think, of some like creepier horror aspects. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it carries through as much. I feel like they get a little bit more into shooters. I, but there is I, I think it's a good, you know, good observation on your part, because that does sort of persist through the whole game, even like the lighting and the shading. Uh, everything is very dark. It's like very spooky, I guess. I that's not the right word. Noir, maybe. Yeah, and you, you think about these people who aren't like us. Like we're spect, we're, we're a specter. We have the military behind us. We have tons of gun, gun of power. Imagine all the regular people in this universe getting attacked by these things. Or it's like some of the logs you read, people like, "I'm going in here." There's a there's a weird noise, and then that's their last thing. And then you run into into either husks or thorians, like so, just like or their dead bodies. Like, oh, you've had a terrible end of your life. Yeah, I just did a mission. Uh, and we'll get to it in the side quest, but yeah, you you play the log file, and they're like, and I just activated the d- defense drones, and oh no, and then boom, and like that's the end of the log file. <laughs> oh, like, the one where like I hear something outside. <laughs> yeah, so they're just like, okay, I see how that went. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is actually one of the few times I've actually died was on Novaria because sometimes when they when the Arachni arrive, they send tons of them at you and just rush at you. I'm like. Hold off, guys. It's the um, belittle shits that run at you and explode are the worst. Oh, yeah. 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 Because you don't even see them at first. All of a sudden, you're like, why is my health bar green? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, crap. Well, the, <laughs> I forget where it is. There's one area in the, in there, like when you're about to attack you. I got, I found, got myself stuck between these little computers where the enemies couldn't hit me. Both my teammates had died. I arrived them like two or three times and was trying to shoot these enemies from the crack. Because every time I tried to step out, they kept taking down my shields. I'm like... Why are you so strong for no reason? I've had no trouble up to this point. <laughs> they hit hard. I mean, they run at you and they just, they they hit hard. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, they do a good job. I mean, we talked a little bit about this on like the Citadel episode. Um, you know, as far as like, oh, there's aliens, like non, non-human, you know, two arms, two legs kind of aliens. Like the Rachni are a strong example of that that they i mean they're 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 bug like it's it's you know it, they're not, they're not meant to be pretty yeah but how many actually besides the uh keepers and the arachnid how many other bug like enemies do we actually or bug like aliens do we have i feel like there's not too many that we they're actually like on friendly terms with with the, with the citadel space i'm not sure why that is yeah, there's some like oblique references of that. Like there's they they're definitely in the codex if you dig in enough. They they talk a little bit about like insectoid hive mind races uh and them being I don't know if they're scarce or if it is just that the similar life in like council space prefers itself. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was just me I was thinking about like why is that we don't see this any other like more insect insectoid races that much? Mm-hmm. Well, I I think part of it is we run across uh, an unusual species like the Thorian, and we just outright destroy it. You know, I mean, admittedly, like the Thorian was kind of hostile and and you know wasn't wasn't playing nice with others, but I I think that for some of these some, some I mean even the even the Rachni, I mean you know the whole reason we're here is because the the Krogan wiped out the Rachni after the Rachni got hostile the first time, so it's. They, I, I don't, and I don't know if that's just uh, an issue where, like, because these races are so different, 
there's an instant, you know, antipathy that, that leads to hostility or is it just, that's kind of the way things shook out in these cases, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything greater. Well, so, and and they do a decent job of planting the seeds in Mass Effect 1, but the, the Rachni, the whole behavior, and the queen actually makes like, when you when you talk to the Rachni queen, she like references what happened, but um, it gets better explained. I think, I want to say in like the Leviathan DLC in Mass Effect 3, there's an explanation for why when the Council Space folks like went into Rachni space and first encountered Rachni, why the Rachni were hostile. Okay, I, it's been a while since I played three, so I have to go there and go discover that. Cause like it just, it felt really weird because like I'm like, is there more race that they had really bad taste besides the Rachni? Like right, the Krogan. I got I got the Krogan. Like they they spread far and they still need to fight. But yeah, it's it bummed me out when I first played Mass Effect One, like how little there was about the Rachni. Like wait, you have like an intelligent hive mind sort of like Zerg race in this game tell me more about it. And they just are like, well, we killed them. We thought we extinct. We made them extinct. I guess not. I don't know. Well, I think that's intentional though, because they don't want to give you too much information when you have to make the decision. They want you to be really stuck. Like, you know, like, okay, like you seem like a nice queen and you're cool and all, but like, can I trust you to like bring your people back in a, in a, in a pleasant way? Or am I just going to reignite a problem that, you know, like a powder keg within the universe? Yeah. And, and I- also, you know, to your point, oh my god, big gross space bug. Right. Yeah, and I was actually like playing this time, I let the Rachni live again because I didn't go through, we'll find the Rachni queen. And she's saying, like, where's like I remember what happened. I'm very sorry what happened. Like it's like I don't know why my old people make this decision, but like if you let me live, like I can do better. But I understand if you just want to get rid of me. Like that was the thing that made really hard for me to actually want to kill her. Like she said, she was more willing to accept the fate of being wiped out. I'm like I don't mm. want to just wipe out and make me the response for the extinction of an entire species. Right. I'm like, I'm like I, I was not here for the Rachni War. I have no beef with you. You seem like maybe things will be better if I let you live. So, yeah, I'll let you survive. So that was my exact justification for even on this Renegade playthrough. Last time I played through on Renegade, I did kill her off. But I didn't this time. And it was like, I mean, I don't want to make a whole ass species extinct that feels like way too much and this isn't what i signed up for so i would just rather not um she does make there is like in her dialogue to you when when you're talking to her, she makes sort of an oblique reference to what historically was went on with the rachni and she talks about like a, she doesn't call it a brown note i know she doesn't but like a sour note or something um, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah. A sad so, tone or something. Yeah, yeah. There's like a sour note that infested there, there, and it's it's wild too because you can tell even like in the little conversation with her, they put in all of this thought about how the Rachni communicate through like frequencies of of like assumed light or something that are they call it they call it music like the sound. The yeah, sounds. this one serves as our voice. We cannot. Sing. Not in these low spaces. Your musics are colorless. Right, right. And and so their way of thinking and communication is obviously just so alien, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Which what's really funny is it kind of was, I was playing Final Fantasy recently, 14, and I was doing heavy words, like they also talked about their songs with their the dragons. I'm like, the dragons, you remind yeah. me so much of the Rachni, Dre. So, so overall, then we all save the Rachni Queen at this point. 
Guess so. I think so. Did you, Nick? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. But I mean, I, I've I've killed her on my Renegade pay- playthrough in the past. Um. So I mean, you know, it, it. I think the thing is at this point, she seems trustworthy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the famous last words. You know, the guy with the knife seemed trustworthy, and then he <laughs> st- stabbed me. But. He um, said he wasn't going to use his knife on me. Seemed on the up and up. I don't know. Yeah. Why do I have this hole? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, moving on back beforehand, what was our thought on meeting that uh, that VI that was running the facility who was cut off from the main facility? Like, that was uh, felt interesting. I'm like, she would not talk to me at all. It's like, I'm cut off from here. I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, it just felt really weird. That felt, I, and and it always has felt like this to me, where you, that's how you like activate the trams, right? As you go, you find the power mm-hmm. down station, right? That felt very like fetch questy to me from the get go. Yeah, it did very fe- fetch questy. And it was fine, but it was very much like you go, you, you talk to the VI core and, and, and they're like, oh, I need communications and I need power restored. And I think there's like even a third thing. And it was like, yeah, okay, go to these three spots on the map and kill some dudes. I gotcha. Yeah. Did you like that they changed the minigame up for once? It wasn't the same old hacking puzzle. You had to... Oh, the Towers of Hanoi thing. Yeah. The Towers of Hanoi. <laughs> Not my um, favorite puzzle. But I'm like, oh, we're doing something different for once. I think what bums me out about the Towers of Hanoi puzzle is it's not hard to solve, but there's no, there's no like cool, efficient mechanism you can use. It's just kind of tedious. So like once you know the trick, it's like, okay, move this, move this, move this. Like you just have to move things like 15 times or whatever to be done. Wait, what w- I'm not remembering doing that puzzle. What was that puzzle for? Where you move the, the bricks uh, to turn the VI back on? Like she's got like the three towers and you need to move all of like you need to move one tower all the way out of A or B, I think, into C. Yeah. Yeah, there's like three slots. You gotta get from like the like the like the right or the left side. That way it powers it up. And but you can't move the bottom one because there's like a little or I don't re- you can pay a hundred omni gel and not do this, and it would probably I might have be, done that. It would probably have been worth your time, <laughs> frankly. I might have just okay. said at that point, I was like, I, I'm just paying the omni gel. I don't, I don't feel like trying to deal with this. Yeah, let me see if I get a picture of it real quick for you. Yeah, no, I do vague. This is smart on your part, by the way. We talked about this last episode, like not using your omni gel when you should. This is not a good use of your time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should, I should, oh, I should have, I should have done that. Yeah, there, there are some fun puzzles in this game, but like, yeah, like the Towers of Hanoi. That's been, yeah, there, that's, there it that's is. Been done. Yeah, I do, I didn't. Yeah, I, I paid the Omni gel. I did not do <laughs> you that. Did not do, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure I've done that on prior playthroughs, but that, yeah, I did not do that this time. That was wise. Yeah, <laughs> I should have gotten Paragon points for that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there was anything more interesting in that besides getting the tram up there and going to the station. I mean, not really, right? Like, you can... Um, oh, this this actually happened to me. This was funny. So I brought Liara and Garrus, I think, with me. Because I was kind of like, at this point, I was like, I don't care about getting chess. I don't think it'll be that big a deal. So I didn't bring Tally with me. Oh, I yeah, who is my tech expert. So there's where you get to the tunnel, right? There's a, a not it's not a tunnel. Um, it's like a checkpoint and there's a bunch of rachni trapped in it and you mm-hmm. can light them on fire. Yes. 
Well, I couldn't because my electronic skill was too low. <laughs> I like watching this, like, this is every other chest open. That was all, like, I don't know why I cared about the treasure, but like all the chests open, but this was the one thing I couldn't do. And I was like, well, fine. Did you bonus did you XP, I guess. Or? Yeah, you just fight him. You just you get the VI oh, to open okay. the door and then you just fight them. And it's it's kind of unremarkable. But yeah, you know, I would say I still got XP for killing with the fire still. Okay. You save time. Yeah. <laughs> I did say I, mean, I, I, I don't think you're in any danger of not hitting, what is it, level 30 is the cap? I don't think you're in any danger of uh, missing that. I did not. I did not hit 30 on my uh, Really? really? Yeah. I'm almost at 30. I'm, at, I'm about to hit Ilos. So. There's a steep bump to the curve. And if you're about to hit Ilos and you don't have many, uh, are you 28 or 29? Uh, 28. You will not hit 30. If you've okay, done all cool. the rest of the huh. side stuff, like you're not gonna hit yeah, thirty. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, take a look at the XP values because it like I noticed this too, because I was like, oh good, I'm I'm leveling up. I should hit 30. This is what I want. And then right at the end of the game, like the curve just goes swoop. And huh. uh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll double check that once I go back in later. Huh. Maybe you should have done the classic XP. <laughs> actually, I found out it doesn't matter. It actually is the same values. For both mm-hmm. of them, I was doing research. Huh. It just visually changes. So basically, you get your your you'll get your stuff more often th- in the new version, the classic. But it basically happens at the same rate. It's just yes. condensed. So interestingly enough, when you go to import your Mass Effect One character in Mass Effect Two, it lists your level. So like I did the legendary leveling, um, and so I think I was level twenty eight, I guess, uh, almost twenty nine. And I went to load my Mass Effect 1 save. Mass Effect 2 said I was level 57. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It just visually makes it look... It's like, people were complaining that it's like, this isn't good. It's like, it's the same thing. Actually, the guys, it's basically the same thing. We're just making it make more sense since we changed it the rest of them. It's no different. I think it just makes the progression feel a little bit better because, like, you get double the uh, points to spend on your character per level. So... You just you don't level as much, uh, but yeah, it it feels better. I think I think it feels better. I do, too. Yeah. Sidebar aside. On on to the labs. So on to the labs or do we want to talk about the uh, the the squad, not the squad quarters, but where uh, where the ECRS guys were holed up? I think that's what we're talking about. That's what I meant. Beforehand. there's yeah. there's a lab there too. There are many labs. They are not all hot. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Is, is there a website where you can rate how hot these labs are? <laughs> RateMyLabs.com. OnlyLabs.com. It's actually just pictures of Labradors. That would do such business. I need to. Yeah, I need to see who's got that registered. Hold on, just grab my phone here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> there actually is a justlabsmagazine.com. Is it is it about Labradors of the dogs or Labradors of the science facilities? Or shoot. You know what I mean. <laughs> it is the dog. That's good. Just Labs, a celebration of Labrador retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> Lab I could goals. buy OnlyLabs.com <laughs> for $5,000. Well, goodbye, phone. <laughs> Anyways, continue on from our next just, time. Just, just, just use OmniGel and hack it. 
right. Okay. Yeah. Going on to this, getting this facility, meeting these uh, these guards again. Yeah. Once again, everybody is really overworked in the Mass Effect universe. Well, to to be fair, we're not going to like you know what. The people who really weren't overworked were the people back at like base camp Novari. I mean, they were they they, they were a little bit absent minded in letting Benetia through with all her gear, but they were perfectly chill. Like they were just you know they've got, they know what they're doing. They've got their corporate situation all squared away. They're fine. It's it's the people who are overworked is when you get into the actual like hostile situations. Like it's, these people are under attack from the Rachni. Everybody it makes sense that they're overworked. Everybody in Novaria was management. Then you get to the front lines, and that's where all the real stuff happens. Yeah, it's just like real workers. life corporations. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no. So there's the one Asari there that you talk to, and the first time I, I, I the, the first time I went, I talked to her, and I, I went through all the quest dialogue or whatever. And I'm like, okay, there's no, there's no, no there there. She's just this annoying, um, you know. Oh, she's she was super suspicious to me. I'm like, well, you are very weird compared to everybody else here. She was. Oh, right. really? But but there but but there but the but when you get through her her dialogue like there's no there's no resolution to her dialogue you just walk away from her and you're like okay like you're kind of you're strange you're you're kind of you know you're you're kind of a uh, you know you're kind of bitchy yeah mm-hmm. but she was like but, but be, she wasn't like stressed out like everybody else is what the well, weird she was part meditating was. she was doing yoga yeah that's yeah. what's weird she, about it that's kind of unusual for she's doing hot hot yoga mm-hmm. in the hot labs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like uh, when you roll up. So I want to sidebar for a second. Did you all bring Liara to help kill her yes. mom? Yes. Yes. Cool. Okay. No, the, the very the the very first time I played Mass Effect, the very first time I went to Novaria first. Right. And I was super like, I was I, like, I'm like, okay, so I killed this Asari, and then I I went. Because I think, again, I was very confused about who the Asari was that's supposed to join your party. And I think maybe if I go, it's the, the matriarch will join the party. And, like, right. I, I couldn't see, like, she had a completely different outfit dressed on the box or something. Like, uh, yeah, so so then later on, I go get Liara, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, we killed your mom earlier. I'm like, okay, mental note, always bring Liara to Novaria. And even then, the ver- when, I, when I first got here, I forgot to put her in my party. And, like, as soon as you get to the checkpoint, Garrus turns to me. He's like, shouldn't Liara be here? And I'm like, Commander, it might be wise to bring Dr. Tassoni along. She knows her mother better than any of us. You're right. Good call, Garrett. Do they say? Do they say anything if you don't get Loyara? You just don't mention if, it at all. If you don't have her, you know, if I don't know if they mention like maybe we should go get Doctor Sony or not, um, because I think they do. They they do mention like the whole reason we go to get her is because she is Benetzi's daughter. I think mm-hmm. you know that before we even go to meet her. Um, but at, I think at that point I was just like, yeah, I don't. I don't I, I, I don't need to bring her for this. Like, I don't know why that'd be important. Like, oh, never, never mind. I should have done that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's kind of funny, right? Okay, because yeah, I always bring her for this. I just feel like, which is sort of weird, because you definitely like when you bring her into Novaria, have a conversation if she's in your party with her. That's like, are you cool to come in? Um, so you can have like this whole moment with her, uh, or you could just, I guess, skip it all. Yeah. So, oh, anyway, the reason I asked this question. So when you're talking to the meditating Asari in, in the, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm just calling it the labs. I don't know what part of it it is. She, yeah. Lobby. yeah, she says, you go to her and you say, hey, I'm looking for an Asari. And she's like, well, why don't you talk to your friend there? Do you know Matriarch Benezia? Why ask me and not your friend? 
Because I do not know anything about the Matriarch. Then why would I? That's all for now. Then I will return to my meditations. She's just real snippy. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but she, the thing I mean, she's not wrong because she plays it off like you're being right, you're being racist a little That's bit. Because you're like, I like you're you're just legitimately like being like I'm pretty much asking everybody here, do you know Benetia? But you know, it's like oh, you, you know, you ask her like, do you know Benetia? And she's like, oh, like, what? You ask every sorry. Why don't yeah. you ask your friend over there? She you know, but it's like actually she does. That's her daughter. But yeah, like her <laughs> turn her. on you did not. I was I didn't. It did not foreshadow for me at all. Your mission ends here, Shepard. I thought she seemed odd. What happened to Ventralis's man? I didn't have permission to come in. He got in my way. I was ordered to eliminate you should the opportunity arise. And here you are, trapped in this lab. Weapons free! Yeah, for me, I I was, for me, it was just like, it was like, you look like you're gonna be doobie strange to me. I'm like, I don't know why. Hmm. I was just like, the way she Good talked, instinct. like, everybody, everybody else seemed like stressed, kind of worried, trying to get things done. And she's just go doing yoga. I'm like, the hell are you doing yoga? There is shit going on. The, the, the shit going on is the reason you do the yoga. Well, she was, That's why you got to maintain a cool head. She was meditating. She wasn't doing yoga, I think. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Even then, well, no, so I. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, so I talked to her and then I went exploring the facility and I found my way into the secure lab section and I accidentally hacked the, the door and. Everything went hostile on me. All the ECRS guys turned on me, and I was like, "Crap! I didn't mean to do this. I don't. I'm playing Paragon. I don't want to be killing people. I don't need to." So I unloaded my save, went back to my last save point, and I looked at the Asari and I said, "Even though I haven't actually talked to you on this playthrough now, like even though that technically was a waste race from history, like I remember talking to you. I have the experience. I've recorded my playthrough. I can go back and look at the video for that. So I'm not going to talk to you again. I'm just going to right, walk right past you." So later on when she turns on me, like I never actually talked to her beforehand. So I don't know if there's any, I mean, she still like, was just like, yeah, ha ha. Like I, I was working for Benetia the whole time. I don't think there's any dialogue. Like, Like, I don't think there's a dialogue difference. Pretty much the same thing. Mine was interesting. I did the same thing with the security door, but the difference was, is I was uh, afraid I talked to now, but like, sorry, I need to get a key through the labs. Like go talk to security. They can get you through. Just tell them like you, you can get through. Like, just don't bring too many people. I'm like, Sure. I go talk to the, 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 the guards outside, convince them, like, hey, I know you guys don't have a lot of people to spend fair. Don't worry. We can go on our own, go through the rack nine and get the shit taken care of. It's like, mm. oh, that's cool. Here you go. Go talk to so-and-so and get done there. I didn't know where I was supposed to go after that. I was kind of like, I go through the lab, like, who do I talk to? I go, I go to the doors, like, do I just go past all these turrets and stuff? Hack it? Oh, do I? Uh, okay, I thought I had a key, but I guess I gotta hack it. All right, hack. Everything starts shooting at me. I'm like, what did I do wrong? I'm sorry. What did I do? So they do a very poor job of signaling, like, do not do this unless you want to, you know, piss everybody off. It's, it's, it's like you walk up there. There's a little computer voice that says security protocols activated. And then the game's like the game never says, like, do you really want to hack this door? You just click on it. So, yeah, it's not well communicated. Fun thing about the ERCS guards, when you walk into the, you know, entrance foyer or whatever, and the Rachni jump out at you, right? Like you're talking to the, the chief or the head guard, and then the Rachni jump out. You can just let him kill them, and then he gets mad about it, and you could just say, like, nah, I thought you had it handled. Oh, really? 
I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just a very, it's a very fun, obnoxious thing you can do. It's good for a renegade playthrough because you get more renegade points. Makes sense. The other thing is if you if you go to the hot labs first, right? Because you get there and you talk to him, and he's like, "We've got some people in here, and there's a quarantine thing going on, or whatever." But if you want to go to the hot labs, go nuts. If you go to the hot labs before going and talking to all the scientists and doing the stuff in there, when you come back, the guards will have turned on you, and everybody will be gone except for Han Olar. Really? Why? I don't know. I actually, I like, I have no idea. I mean, because you get to the hot labs, you get down there, you, you, you know, set off the the nuke uh, after talking to the the Eastern European gentleman, um, which. That's also a bizarre interaction. Uh, but and then, yeah, you come back up and, and the guards ambush you, basically. It's strange. I didn't know that. That's why I always do the hot labs what? last, because otherwise you can't like buy from the Elcor store and you don't get the chance to help synthesize the, the cure for whatever disease they're also experimenting with. Like the Rachni were not enough, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Like, why are they also working on disease? Why are people working on diseases? This seems like a stupid idea. Well, again, this is why it's built into the glacier, so that the you know they can just melt it and and freeze it and bury it and be be done and move on to peak sixteen or whatever. Seems to be working out fantastically. Also, that may be exactly why we don't see one through thirteen. They freaking buried all of them. We've solved it. There you go. Good job, That's, Nick. Yep. Peaks one through fourteen in memoriam. <laughs> They just build the peaks right on top of the next one. So there's just a stack of old labs just going down into the glacier. <laughs> so I thought when I, cause I, I took the, like the maintenance exit and I had to come through like the one time you're actually in out exposed in the snow, like, you know, walking through there and you fight, like, I think Arachne in the tunnel there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then, then you come in the back way. It felt like when I walked into the, the, the main room where Benezia was, like the cutscene started immediately, and I felt like I missed something. Like there was no greet. Like immediately, she was like interrogating Liara. Like, what are you, what are you doing here? Why are you with these people? Like, you do not know the privilege of being a mother. There is power in creation to shape a life, turn it toward happiness or despair. Her children were to be ours, raised to hunt and slay Saren's enemies. I won't be moved by sympathy, no matter who you bring into this confrontation. Does that sound right? Like, did that... I don't know. It seemed like... She, like It happened very quickly for me, I thought. I, no, it's I just an awkward transition. There's no way to do yeah, it right. Okay. So if you do go through the... If you hack away through the door, you gotta, like, kill some guards. Uh, and all that does is take you down into the other side of that same room. Um, and then you just never get to go in the tunnels, uh, which, you know, I guess who cares, but it's the exact same interaction. So I did the same thing where once I had like done the hot labs first experiment, because I couldn't remember what happened, I did that. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just go through this door, you know, push my way through. And it's the exact same thing. You, you walk in there and Benezzi is just immediately like, oh, hey, Liara, like no preamble, nothing. It's just an awkward transition. Yeah. And they're like, let's fight. It's like, Okay. Sure. Well, even then she's like, let's fight. And she doesn't actually fight. She's like, I'm busy over here with the with what I'm doing. So here, here just, just keep fighting a bunch of my guards. Yeah, well, it wasn't she does what she was doing, too. She Because you, you have a little bar on the bottom that's like Benezia's energy or something. What's she doing? Uh, I, think, I think that was her making the force field because you can't fire it first because there's a force field. Okay. So you have to wait for that to go away. But why does it go can... down when I kill her guards? I didn't hit her. <laughs> I think... 
I think it's, I guess it's a, a representative of time that it, she would run out of energy anyway after a while. And maybe, I guess you could try to just leave the guards alive and see if you can wait her out anyway. <laughs> That'd be that's funny. Just, that's just annoying. <laughs> maybe she was channeling some extra energy from the guards. I don't know. Maybe they have some extra psionic energy. I'm, I'm not a biotic. I don't know how that shit works. Fair enough. <laughs> but well, even her fight, though, is really strange. It's kind of like, it's not that hard or very difficult. At least I didn't find it that bad. So I did it. I breezed through it and then I save scummed again for some reason. I don't remember why. Like, I think I wanted to look at the different Rachni dialogue options. And the next time I fought her, she caught me in a warp. And then uh, I don't know what I did wrong, but she practically insta killed me. So I don't know. Maybe it's either very easy or just incredibly rude. Yeah, I feel like I had had her like (laughs) stunned the entire time. So she's basically just not able to do anything to me. Yeah, and then the next time when I fought her, it was like, oh, that was easy. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but that's what they had. I kind of like, I wish there was a way also like not to fight her or something, just knock her out. Just give her a slight concussion. You know, that's what they do in most movies. <laughs> well, if anybody wishes <laughs> that, I'm sure Liara does. Right? Because the one, I mean, the one thing that I did like is that uh, when when she does finally die, like, what does she call Liara? Like her little bird or something? Mother. Good night, little wing. I will see you again with the dawn. No light. They always said there would be a... <sighs> little wing, yeah, little bird, something like that. Little wing, yes. Yes. That made me sad. That made me kind mm-hmm. of sad. I'm like, aw. It's like, aw. I feel bad for killing you. I'm glad Liara's here to watch you die. I mean... I feel bad Is that, that a good thing? Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad we didn't get more Miranda Sirtis in this game. That's very fair. Like this is where I, I yeah. kind of feel like kind of Bednesio. Like I was like I was kind of let down by this area because I'm like you've been seeing little bits of Bednesio every sort of talking about or trying to get to her, and then it's kind of over before really anything. Yeah, and, and even then, like the biggest character here isn't Benezia, it's the Rachni Queen. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like you, you think like, oh, like, I mean, because they, they did a good job of establishing Benezia as like, you know, as like Saren's lieutenant and kind of like a, a solid mini boss. And I mean, the you know, the, the fight's not bad. I mean, it, it, it can be a little bit simple as we pointed out or not as we pointed out, but like ultimately, like she's overshadowed by what happens with the Rachni Queen. Mm-hmm. That's much more important. And yeah, and I mean, I guess to to a certain degree that makes sense because really the the main person that this would affect is Liara. Like, you're okay, we took out Siren's lieutenant, let's move on, and it's like okay, now we go have to deal with Liara. Or you know, if if uh, like we talked about on the on the uh, on the the Liara episode, you know, if we left her, yeah. <laughs> if we left her till the end in the bubble, um, I mean, this that's just a, a another little another little uh, you know thing to have to get over. Not only did we leave her like you know dehydrated and starving mm-hmm. and trapped. We also killed your mother yeah. while you were there. <laughs> she's having Sorry. a bad week. But also, like, Should... for some reason, because of all this, I always forget that we have to fight Desnesia right there. I feel like she like she gets away or something. I'm like, oh, right, we kill you here. You don't it's do weirdly, much afterwards. It's weirdly anticlimactic. Like, from the moment you walk in there, like, Nikki called this out. You walk in there, it's just sort of instant dialogue. Like, I feel like there must have been some stuff cut. Mm, like, this just feels like a case of they had content planned to flesh this character out more and it, it got cut or something because because it, it it doesn't fit well otherwise it's really awkward 
And like even her commandos, like I don't feel like got like a good shot too. It's like she has a bunch of Asari commandos and they don't really do a whole lot. They're there. They're called if they commandos. You, if they land a warp on you, it's kind of annoying because you can't move for a minute. Yeah. You all ragdoll. So I don't know. Yeah. But they seem no the, different the, than regular Asaris or anything else I fought in the game. Well, yeah. The, the Asari clone, which I think was a clone of a commando yeah. on, uh, on Pharos, was more annoying. But I think that's because she was accompanied by all those creepers anyway that, mm-hmm. it, you know, your attention was kind of d- distracted. I mean, here you have the commando and a, and a, and a, f- a few geth. The geth are not nearly as problematic as the creepers because mm-hmm. the creepers they run at you they run they run wild if you're too close to them they bl- the gaff they shoot you from a distance like that's what you're that's kind of what you're programmed for here like this is okay like i you know let's just take cover and and we'll you know we'll do mm-hmm. this in a natural firefight style let's play this cover based shooter like it's a cover based shooter right. yeah for sure mm-hmm. right the creepers they mess all that up and so yeah so you're you're exposed and it's even on pharaohs too there's there are some spots where you can get some decent cover, but sometimes you wind up like in the kind of in the middle of a room. Like there's, I think, one room where you're standing on a bunch of like bodies or something. Oh, and, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like the, the, then the creepers just show up, and it's like you really don't have anywhere. You, you kind of have to hurry to backtrack to get out into like a hallway where you can start to duck behind something. But the creepers are on your like on you the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's much, it's much more frenetic, and uh, and it felt more of a of a you know it, it felt like a tougher fight. This was pretty much like okay. If I take it slow, I can take out the gaff. I can pick them off one at a time. You can hack you know, them, and, too. And just work my way down. Yeah, you can hack True, true. You know, yeah. you can it's hack the gaff, like, it, yeah, it's yeah, a much it's, easier fight. I agree. Well, it also helps it's just a square room. Just a simple square room. Yeah. But, yeah, that was fun. And then Bug Queen. Bug Queen! So, what about the... So what about the doctor? Uh, was it Dr. Zev Cohen? We all went and uh, synthesized the cure or whatever. We had no no issues there. I did, yeah. I mean, even though it's just, it's a huge, like it's like 24 Paragon points or something. Um, there is no alternative Renegade option. And so free points and free XP. Yeah, I get, what would be the, a good Renegade option for that? I don't think there is. Just, like, I mean, if, if they were going to do one, what do you think would, they, would have been better for a Renegade? I mean, I think the renegade option in that case is actually just to tear through the whole base and like go hack stuff. Because I, I think you do get renegade if you go hack your way through and like kill your way through the guards. Um, so yeah, I think that is the renegade choice. You'd figure everybody's probably dead anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're really saving them. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, <sighs> I read that. It's like got the cure. Gave it. It gave me lots of Paragon points, but I don't know why I really did it besides the XP since my Paragon points are max. Like, you got 24 Paragon points. Like, all right, add it to the top of my uh, already max score. So (laughs) this is a weird thing. Actually, Nick, did you run into this? Because I think you can charm him or intimidate him into giving you uh, like access to to the tunnels. But were you able to do that or did you have to make the cure for him to give you the pass? I had to make the cure, I think. Okay. Let me see here. Uh, oh, the, for the for the tunnels for me, I just talked to the guard. It really wasn't that much big a deal. Well, it's the same. So you can talk to him, you can talk to Zeb, or you can talk to the guard. But in either case, you need sufficient charm or intimidate to actually pull that off. Okay. Yeah, or there's just no option, right? And then the guard will tell you, "All right, get out of here. I don't care." 
Yeah. yeah. The weird thing that I forgot to mention is like when uh, when you do get that thing and go past that that guard's like, oh, you got the pass. Okay, I'll let you through. And that uh, the spy comes attacks you is just how nobody just stopped them from going through, or no one really says it. Oh no! She, yeah. when, when she attacks you, she killed the guard outside. That's what I mean. You come back out. No, and no, he's dead. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. There's other. There were other people before. Oh, the other people are there. They just ignored. <laughs> That's what I You're mean. Right. Yes. They just ignored yes. the guard just getting murdered. I'm like nobody mentions it when you walk back. Out. I think Han Olar might, but yeah, it's yeah. But I I think they might just be like, yeah, there's 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 crazy stuff going on. The Rackney are going to kill us all. I'm not worried about Nasari, and clearly you seem to have taken care of that. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm so I'm still what, like, like, oh shit, well, really? We're now killing each other, Rackney guys. Come on. <laughs> As your side, Nick. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, but yeah, Han Olar though he's he's a fun one because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the first he's the first person to to actually call them Rachni. E- even though even though when you uh, what is it when you when you, when you see the the first Rachni show up, like you mouse over it, it tells you like it's called Rachni, <laughs> like you know whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's the first one to actually say, like, oh, yeah, this is the Rachni, like, basically to tip you off, like, this is what's going on. That's actually kind of weird, um, though, when you think about it. He has name Rachni, so we can't just, like, it doesn't go mysterious bug or mysterious creature or anything. It's just Rachni, like, ah, oh, hey, that's Rachni, cool. But he's got the, he's got sort of the, the sad story of... I heard you were at the hot labs. How did you make it out alive? I killed her. Who? Doctors on Muir. We were going to lunch when the alarms went off. I ran into the tram and I closed the doors. She banged on the window once, then they sliced her to pieces. Her head came apart like a melon. I closed the door. I killed her. You know, he was near the tram when the Rachni first showed up and he jumped into the tram and shut the door, and then his one of his coworkers showed up to get in, and he was like, "I couldn't let her in. If I let her in, the Rack Nine were going to get in." And he described it in gruesome detail. Yeah, oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, uh, he really, his PTSD yeah. vibe was very like strong there. So there, yes. as they sliced her apart, and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> cool, cool." All her screams. I'm like, "Great." In uh, he sends you an email in Mass Effect Two, and he's still messed up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah one thing i don't think we missed we didn't mention is after we uh after we f- killed benezia and we talked to the queen we forgot to mention that like the thorian she uses an asari as a puppet yes <laughs> yes yeah no because again this th- this goes back to my like these two planets are very similar thing because you have the horror vibe you have the you know it's bugs versus zombies but yeah then you have this this sort of like telepathic creature at the end of it that uses an Asari in both instances to communicate with you. It's like, I don't know. I mean, cause overall, I mean, I know we, we talked uh, in the other episode about how they like reuse the, the, the bases. I mean, that, and that made sense for the side missions to kind of reuse the assets like that. That's fine. But these two missions in particular are very similar in some ways. And it's, mm-hmm. it, I'm just curious, like what were some of the design decisions that went into that, that they're like, we should try to differentiate this more. And, and I wonder too, cause you did point out with the cutscene, 
you know, it, with the cutscene being changed, maybe they realize, maybe they, they at some point they they were kind of shoe shoehorn. They had to. This is what they had to go with, and maybe they were like, okay, like so they're a little bit similar. People will be fine with it. I don't, uh, I don't know. It's just a little odd. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, the, there was one difference in this part compared to the other one. You didn't have to. You didn't have to kill him. You had the option this time True. of killing them. Well, Thorian, we just literally had no choice. Had to, we're just told murder them. Like, can we just try to like like say, hey, you want to work together? You know. Yeah, this is and and this is like uh, I would love to read like a retrospective um, of you know the development history of Mass Effect, and it does feel like they because I remember when the game was announced, uh, it was like the Xbox reveal E three of like two thousand five or something. Uh, it also got pushed back a year. So I feel like maybe they bit off mm. more than they could chew on like developing on the 360 or something. And it, the game, I really love Mass Effect. And, but I, Mass Effect 1, I think in a vacuum would not actually be a very good game because there's all of these places that feel like, oh, you skimped out here, you cut content there, you have a lot of cut, you know, copy paste assets. Uh, but you also have this like amazing deep lore and and all of these like codex things and you've created an awesome aesthetic and it's it's so clear that like their tools were not ready for them to put all of that on paper in one yeah. in right. places like this where like I I think I noticed this too before Nick but you brought it back to my mind you have one very quick fetch the R mission and then two big story missions that are the same mission basically. Well, I think, too, it's one of those things where the first time you're playing Mass Effect, especially back in 2007, this is all mind-blowing. That is true. Like, you're not, and especially the first time you're playing through it, you're not even thinking on an analytical level necessarily. I mean, maybe you are, and, and you know, you're, you're able to analyze things at a, at a kind of quicker pace and a higher level, but you're just trying to understand what's going on. And so yeah. it's only now I say this, you know, in two, it's 2021, this is my third playthrough of the game in admittedly 14 years, but you know, and, and we're, and we're here intentionally, intentionally thinking about the game. It's not even, we're like, Oh, just, you know, kind of play and shut your mind off. Like we're, you know, we're looking at it at a, at a critical level. And so it becomes a little bit obvious. Like, yeah, there are some heavy similarities between these two, that this becomes obvious yeah. in 2007, especially, I mean, especially for the state of gaming in 2007, this was all mind blowing. So yeah. the, the, you know, the fact that this wasn't that big of an issue that these two missions are very similar. Cause especially, especially before you can even sit there and think about like, Oh yeah, you know what? Novaria and Pharos kind of had a similar vibe. You're on Vermeer. That's true. And you're off on a completely different tangent at that point. Mm -hmm. So you're not even looking back at it. Vermeer does Very a true. lot of lifting here too. Yeah. Because it is, I do remember thinking that when I first played it, like, Oh, Pharos and Novaria, these felt sort of broadly similar. All the structurally too, right. To the point where you, you get onto them, you do some little side quests and then you go to where you're really supposed to be to do the real mission and right like all of that felt um a, you know formulaic isn't quite the right word but then i had also done all the side stuff like all of these copy pasted assets those did feel formulaic but then you go to vermeyer and then like things really hit the fan yeah oh yeah but, um, so like yeah it's an uneven game like i i what i'm saying like when i say mass effect one isn't in a vacuum a good game it's it's good it's really good in places but it's pretty not good in other places so it's just very uneven it's not what i would yeah, say is right. like a game of the year say mass effect 2 right yeah well, well <laughs> you know yeah i mean and that's the other thing too is we have the luxury at this point of comparing this to mass effect 2. yes which yeah. is because Ma and we were even talking a little bit i think in the pre-show 
um, about the the Bring Down the Sky DLC, which I just completed. We'll talk. We'll do an episode on that, so we'll get into that. But even by that point, you could tell they were figuring things out that they didn't know in the initial development. Like, they, like you can, and I think this is true with a lot of of trilogies. I think this is true of our podcast that we're putting things together as far as we're going along, as far as us gelling together as a unit. That you know, the, the early er, earlier parts wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there may have been some unevenness in, in, in the early missions for Mass Effect and the early episodes for our series. Yeah. And, you know, by the end of this, we'll have this all down and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be good to go. And just like Bioware was with Mass Effect 3. Yeah, absolutely. I will, I, I will say, like, with how much world building and stuff they do in this, in this, there is not as much exposition as there could be. It's a There's not as much good vocal old. exposition. There's so that's much I mean, Codex like, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, co- but oh, that's yeah. fine. Codex isn't bad. Because currently I play another game where I am drowning in exposition and dialogue. <laughs> and they're like, every five seconds, like, let me stop and tell you about the entire history of this bush over here. I'm like, can you shut up so I can play the game? Stop it. Stop it. Stop yeah. talking. Dude, this bush. Like they they was like everything about the world, every little detail. And I don't get a chance to play. Like, you guys just do a movie or something? Because I literally, you're not letting me play. But this game's like. They're going to do a yeah. They'll do a movie about the bush. Yeah, <laughs> but this one they're like literally like letting me like go through at their good pace of learning about all these races, the weapons, the space. We're using terms like mass relays and everything else, and have no trouble talking about biotics and all that. It makes sense. Well, the the one thing too is about, the one nice thing about the codex is that it lets you engage it at the level that you want. Mm-hmm. That you can sit there and just take like biotics and the rachne and you know sarin. At face value, or you can be like, whoa, 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 I, I don't, I don't know if this all makes sense. And they've got reasons for everything. I mean, mm-hmm. and you get, you know, like, we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about Caden in a few episodes, like as far as like the explanation behind like the biotics and how they all work and whatnot, you know, that's all in there and you can explore that or you can just, you know what, space, space Jedi, basically for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, you know, like just out there shooting stuff, using, using, you know, warp and, and whatnot. Okay, let's just you know shoot shoot some aliens in the head and let's move on. Yeah, but they give yeah. you enough information about all of that to where you can play the games and still understand what's going on to a relative degree. But if you want yes. more, it's there for you as well. Yes. Yeah, I I actually really enjoy constantly that. in your yeah oh yeah that's why they added the I don't know if they had the button in Mass Effect One originally I feel like they didn't they added a button that was like clear I, I don't think they did no yeah, yeah. mark all yeah. is red and I think they did add it to the legendary as well if you wanted to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it is like, I really enjoy that aspect. This is something I think a lot of people like myself and, and others really enjoy about Skyrim and all of the Elder Scrolls games is it's very similar in that you can go talk to people and get a good amount of exposition. But then if you want all, there's this huge, ridiculous deep lore. And I mean, Skyrim is particularly absurd for this with all of the books, right? Um, but it's it's there. It's the amount of game that you want, and and I think that they really you know crushed it in terms of that formula. Mm-hmm. Very much so. One thing I got to about getting close to the end, but I have a couple more things. When we go there to the after you save the queen, or you let her go burn her, and you go talk to her children, like get rid of the children. It was interesting to see that scientist down there. I'm like, why are you here? How did you get left behind? Yeah. Yes. He's also acting he's... really weird the whole way through, but it's never, I feel like there's, ne- other than him just being sort of in the hot labs, I guess maybe the experience just 
scarred him, and that's why he, he he's he's there because he fills in the, the missing information that you can't get from the Rachni Queen or from Benetia. Yeah, <laughs> that because he ex- he explains that Binary Helix found the Rachni and they were you know the cryogenic eggs, and then like he explains how the Queen got there because nobody you, like the Queen is a big reveal and you can't have any explanation for why she's there before you meet her so it's like he's there at the end to, yeah. to backfill that once once yeah. you get there but like, okay but do we ever see a rachnite ship is i don't remember i'm just drawing a blank do we ever see i don't think well, i guess they do have ships because they do talk about have, the rachnite having yeah. ships but. but that's what kind of curious like we see a rachnite they mostly seem to be living in caves and stuff i'm like how like how do you have the technology what do you use to make ships are your ships biological i yeah, want I f- more information on these rachnite ships I've always imagined the Rachni just are space-worthy themselves. That's what I thought. through space on their own. Like, I thought adult, like, ground Rachni could just fly into space with, like, biotic shields or something. Okay, so kind of like the uh, the bugs from, like, Starship Troopers and stuff with their... That's probably their, exactly their bug why ships. I, yeah. Yeah, because that was just one thing I ever she was like, Rachni ships, like, ooh, that sounds awesome. I want to see what this is. Because, <laughs> like, they're very different compared to the rest of the Milky Way galaxy. Because apparently they can use mass relays, so their technology would have to be partially based off of the Reaper technology or the Prothean technology. It's just kind of like, uh, what more information? How do you guys got like are able to use mass relays? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> now I'm trying to think: Did the Protheans gain mass relay access through? This is something I never understood. When you go to a mass relay, you're a spacefaring civilization. You find a mass relay. I think once you've learned how to use like element zero and do the FTL travel, you don't have to have Prothean or Reaper technology. Like I think the Reapers built all this stuff to be easy to integrate with. I think. Yes. But that, it makes most sense to me with anything that use technological based stuff like the GEF or the rest races, but the Rack and I follow a different technological like thing than the rest of the galaxy. It's kind of like why I wonder if like, they're wiped out, but was it really by the races, or did they uh, get manipulated to get rid of them because they're not following the proper their technological advances? You know, I oh. I would think we. I mean, we don't really get to explore Rachni space. I mean, that's kind of so. It's possible they could have found their own Prothean beacon and and just gone down that whole route that way. I assume the same way that we, you know, the humanity and the other council races did, and and maybe they're just lucky that. You know, they might have some kind of biologic advantage that makes them extra compatible with the mass relays, but who who knows? Yeah. But sorry about the tangent. I, it's like, but uh, one thing about the scene that's amazing is just the the scientist, the Russian guy, just getting ripped apart from behind by a rack guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just tell the way he was sitting and like, oh, like this isn't going to end. Well, he was, he was talking very <laughs> slowly and he had his back like, Ooh, why is this, this is taking a bit longer than it should. I also feel like, like right. the camera was like sort of pointed up at him, right? Yeah. Like so you couldn't see directly behind yeah. him. Yeah. It was a very horror yeah. movie scene, actually. Yes. Yeah. But then you get to that part where you have like you walk into the room and it's just like full of rachni. And do you is it do you guys try to kill any of them or do you just make a mad dash for the door because it's uh you just need to get out of there you don't i mean they're all going to get purged anyway in a minute you have to kill i had to kill a couple because they were blocked i tried to run through 
and they all like instant shot me to death. <laughs> I had to reload my save. Like, well, that did turn out well. <laughs> yeah, if you so what it's interesting if you blast your way through, you kill like a handful of them. I think the ones outside stop showing up or like they don't come in instantly and it gives you a second to record because I had to do the same thing. I tried to just run through and got absolutely butchered. Okay. Now I I started shooting first and I was like, "Wait a minute." I was like, "This is not going to work. There's too many of them." And I, that was enough of a clearing that I was like, "Yeah, I can make it through here." So it worked. It worked out. Yeah, you did the right way, Nick. We tried to do it the other running away, can't work. It did not work. <laughs> tried to do it the lazy way. Problem, the, was like, no. Well, I, yeah, no. Yeah. Also, I like how short range this, this approach is. It only affects just that lab down there. Doesn't affect the one above or anything else. It's just a very nicely contained and just the ragnar and just specific uh, places to get hit by that bomb. I was disappointed though, like because you, when you come out of the hot labs, you're back at the tram station again. Yeah. And I wanted to go back up and just check in with uh, the captain and everybody up there just to be like, hey, how are you guys doing up there? And the elevator was closed off to me. All I could do was take the tram back to Main Noveria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that was very if, I tried to do the same. So what happens if you do the hot labs first is that the tram is still closed off. You can go back into the cold labs or whatever. Um, but like everybody's just gone. And then you go run and talk to Benezia, I guess. I wonder if the implication is that the Rachni got them while you were in the hot labs. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I guess or maybe so. they saw you come in on the. Tr- maybe you, they saw you come in on the tram, and while you're in the hot labs, they're like, "Hey, we can get out of well, here." All, yeah, all the scientists are gone, but the ERCS guards still try and jump you. It's weird. I also like want to know what's the how how those stims they have feel because everybody still seems to be doing slightly not too bad on that on those uh, stimulants. Because no, I take a lot of caffeine trying to save after a very long hours. It doesn't work nearly as well. I am not that. They are more functional than I am, or maybe they're not as functional. They just look functional. I think that's part of it, right? Because a lot of the scientists are like, wow, these guards are super twitchy. And there is the one guard uh, that you can walk by who makes a lot of like bad jokes and is kind of cracking up. So, I mean, that's, again, you know, to go with like the Novaria and the Pharos comparisons, like, you know, like, like we, when we talk about with Pharos. Like, you get there, and everybody's on edge, and you're supposed to think, oh, this is because of the Geth, but really it's because they're all being mind-controlled by the, the, the Thorian. Here, everybody's on edge, and it's literally because of the Rachni. It's pretty clear what's going on. And there is a difference, though, because, like, you can tell, like, everybody and Pharos is on edge, and something's not right. And here, you can just, like, no, everybody's just on edge, and it all, it feels different. Like, and I don't, you know, like for a podcast to explain that i don't quite know how to explain like it just when you just talk to everybody it feels like because i think everybody in pharos they sound like distant like they're on edge but they're also like they they're a little bit checked out and here it's not like everybody's checked you can tell like everybody is like literally like on a on a trip wire like just except except for the asari Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why you know but you find out why because she's she's a spy so it all it all makes sense here so do we have any final thoughts on Novaria, or uh, are we ready to move on in our playthrough? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, one thing we probably should mention is the uh, did we talk about Matsu and it would be uh, her guard when you tell her about killing her guard? Did we talk about that? I no, we did not, but I did not admit to killing the guard. Okay, I did. I told them that, like, yeah, I'm sorry, she was up to she was up to stuff. She like, I, I had to put her down, like, I literally 
Like, she attacked me, was trying to stop me from this investigation, and, you know, she killed us. Like, okay, I gotcha. I, pre- I really appreciate your honesty. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, I'm not going to arrest you because you, you, you do self-defense, but I'm going to go prepare the fuel for her and let her family know. Yeah, that was basically yeah. my interaction, except I was not as nice about it. Yeah, no, she, uh, yeah, I was, I was completely just like, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> More than me. You, you have no evidence. <laughs> I just, I, I told him, like, I have a self-defense, you know, you can't, like, really, like, try yeah. to kill me. Yeah. No, it, it, Natsuo is a little bit sad because even she does talk about all having all the funeral arrangements to write and everything. And it's like she, I mean, you know, I know we talked a bit about like, you know, everybody here is kind of a, in the corporate corruption. But like Natsuo seems like the one person or they should say one of the handful of people here who are actually on like the up and up. Like they're just trying to do the best they yeah. can in the situation they're in. Yeah. And like, yeah, she she kind of gets screwed having like all her coworkers get, you know, or she gets screwed by you killing all her coworkers. Well, because she's the good cop who got has not to clean our draft after all the dead bad cops. Right. Yeah, but you know, I mean, if she was, she should have known that her her force was on the take. True. True. There's probably been plenty of opportunities where she just conveniently looked the other way, or you know, could have could have followed up with a question. Was like, you know what, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm better off not knowing the answer to that. And even even then, I think she's even when you know you say like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it. Like she still kind of looks at you like, yeah, you did. <laughs> like you, you know what happened. And yeah, it, it, I think it's one of those things. Like she's, you know, she kind of, you know, is willing to let things go because you're not, you're not, yeah. you're not going to come in there and clean up that kind of corruption. Right. Like this whole place mm-hmm. is and sometimes you know, corrupt to the core. You got to go along to get along, as they say. Yeah. yeah. And overmind, she wasn't too upset. I mean, she's like, I, I've told them they really shouldn't be doing that, but you know, they didn't listen. It sounds like she actually tried to tell them, like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing this other cut, this like stuff on the side. It's going to go in badly for you." And it did. It's bad for your health, man. But yeah. But one other thing, when you do go back, is that you talk to uh, Gianna Paris Parasini, Parasani, and uh, she does say, like, "Oh, you know what? She, you know, like now that she's done here, she she no longer has to be undercover, and she's, you know, because because uh." Uh, Analeas is gone, so she she's she's free to go. But she's like, thank God, I didn't have to spend more time here. <laughs> when, when, when was this interaction? Because I just don't remember this interaction at all. Like everything, I just left. Go back, you, like you, if you go back, like everybody's still there. You can still like mm-hmm. check in with okay, them. Because I think I just I didn't realize where she was and didn't even bother. I think yeah, I just walked can, right by. You can pop through and talk. Yeah. Well, you didn't go talk to Analeas either, right? So no, I literally. Well, he's gone. He's g- but what, he's, that's what I'm saying. Gone. Like when you when you came in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is why I like hearing other people play through because there's things like I didn't realize I could do that. Oops. <laughs> it's. I still wonder how we're gonna do Mass Effect Three because there's so many of these little. Although actually, what we did all let the Rackney Queen live, mm-hmm. so we're all gonna be like, yeah, we went. You know, like I mean, the, but there's still points where it's like, oh yeah, like little things happen. Like I still, I'm still super curious about, uh, Harkin. <laughs> oh yeah what's gonna happen with him in mass effect 3 since i didn't get to talk to him but uh we've got time to get there we've got time to get there because our, i think our first real we're coming up on our first real gut punch decisions here <laughs> so before we do that though we are going to talk a little bit about uh some of the other characters um you know check check in with our crew members as it were uh, so next time, I think we're going to talk about Rex. 
and the genophage and the Krogan. And uh, we'll go over some of that. And uh, we, we are, as we get closer and closer to Vermeer and uh, everything that happens there. So unless anybody has anything final to say about Novaria, I think we're ready to get aboard the Normandy and leave this place. I'm ready to get out of here and go on to the next area. Turians yep. don't like the cold shepherd. <laughs> Nobody does. And, they all it doesn't matter who you have. They like, all whine about they it. They all complain yeah. about the weather there. It's like you little. It's like I'm putting together like a crew of badasses to take down a rogue specter, and y'all are complaining. Oh, it's a little too Should cold. Like, get, a, get, get a better coat. Seriously. Actually, weird yeah. for me is uh, like Tally complains about it. I'm like, aren't you in an environment suit? Why do you care about the cold? Oh, it could. May not have the best insulation. I don't know. You're, you're, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, but everybody's got like that armor on. Like, you know, like everybody should. They need heaters, I guess. Well, I don't know. We use these same suits and go. Uh, like, come on. Yeah, we use these same suits to go on to play outside and into the vastness of space that's freezing. We don't seem yeah. to care about that. Why now? There's snow. Do we care about that cold? <laughs> Did our spacesuits and suddenly start break right now? Like, gosh, all right, my, I, I, go for I, a assume, I assume they just they take the helmets off and all their noses are cold. <laughs> <That's not laughs> nice. Oh man, poor Tally. Yeah, for Tally. Cold. Tally, I have no explanation for. <laughs> the the end of this mission should have been them sitting in the comm room talking about it, and they're all sipping hot chocolate. Yes, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Uh, talking to the council with the hot chocolate. Oh, that's one thing we also need to talk about the council. Like when you tell about the Rachni, we did not talk about that. I did not call them. That's right. Again. (laughs) Yeah. I talked to them like, you let a Rachni live? It's like, yeah, she might be different. I did. Our people didn't have a war with them. I don't know why you care. I didn't think the game would actually let me do this because I did not call them. Um, And I think Joker was like, don't want to tell them about the Rachni, huh? And I was just like, no. And they make reference to it later, like the Rachni thing, but they did not force the conversation on me, which I really thought they would. That's actually nice. They didn't force it on you. What, what are they going to say? I mean, this is the thing is, it's like, I, I mean, and, and part of it is like, okay, like you weren't there for the Rachni wars. So like, you know, like you don't have the same, you know, like trauma over that, that like the Turian on the council would. So it makes sense that he'd like loses, like, you know, loses marbles over that. But it's, it's like, yeah, it's once again, it's like you, you did what you felt was the right thing in the moment. And then they're just like, no, you, you're, 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 we should never have made you a specter. You have done nothing in the last three missions to justify our decision. You know, Saren is no closer to being captured. You have, you know, killed the Thorian, which we could have used. And you have, let the Rachni go, which you should have killed. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's almost like it's setting up an interesting conflict between Shepard and the council that may have to have some sort of resolution. Maybe. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll forget it. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll <laughs> Just sort of all a bunch of space cocoa gifts or something. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll forget it. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. All right. So if that's everything, then uh, this has been Squad Goals number eight. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Also YouTube at YouTube.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Chip, where can people find you? You can find me at WD, that's the word double Y-E-W-D-E-E on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, And you can also hear me every two weeks on Wondrous Tales right here on the MASH Network talking about Final Fantasy XIV.
And Kura, where can people find you? you can follow me on Twitter at Kurabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S, twitch.tv slash Kurabara, as well as YouTube's also Kurabara. You can follow me every week talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy at Dropping Spicy. And also on Clan of Three, where we talk about Star Wars. Like uh, we talk about the Mandalorian, Rebels, and the Bad Batch. There's so much more Star Wars to talk about. How about you, Nick? Always. <laughs> I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, where we talk about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, where we talk about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know how you handled the Rachni Queen or uh, what your thoughts are on Novaria and Peak 15 at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways that you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. It's my favorite podcast on the network. See you, Commander. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 